This is Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults. Episode 18, Be Responsible for Your Energy. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. Okay, I just have to start by saying it has been so crazy how many times episodes have just fallen into place. We will be discussing a topic that we want to focus on, and then someone sends us something to check out or leaves me a personal message that just goes perfectly with what we are working on. Like when we were talking about doing an episode on compliments, so I felt more compelled to give that girl a compliment at the party. And then she gave me a compliment back, which was the most amazing, non-coincidental compliment I've ever received, and it really impacted me. This was also the case with this episode. Everything felt right into place, and it is going to prepare us for next week's episode that we are really excited about. Yeah, next week we're going to be talking all about prayer, but we really felt like we really needed to cover being responsible for your energy before we got into prayer. So we are talking about energy today, and the first thing that you need to do is figure out what color your energy is. (laughs) Okay, we're just kidding. (laughs) But we are serious. You need to know what color it is. (laughs) Okay, no, we really, we're not talking about some hocus pocus form of energy. We're not talking about some mystical or even a super literal form of energy I believe that energy is real and that it probably could be measured but we're not talking about scientific energy or talking about auras we are really talking about the energy that you bring and we all know what it's like to have a day where you are full of energy and you radiate that energy that's the type of energy that we're talking about And you know how sometimes you wake up and somehow your phone didn't charge and (laughs) you didn't plug it in or something and you spend the entire day trying to plug your phone in and you're running on 5% battery all day and you're attached to the outlets all day trying to recharge just a little bit so that you can get through the day. So I've definitely had that happen with my phone, but I have had days where I feel like that is me. I am that phone. I am running on low all day. Not just because I'm tired, but my energy is just zapped, almost gone. And I know that you know what I'm talking about. There are just days when we are sucking energy from everybody else and we just don't have anything to give. So I hope you understand what type of energy we're really talking about. And when we realize that we can either drain our energy or invest our energy, it really helps us to take ownership of the choices that we make in letting outside circumstances influence us. Are we going to let the weather or challenges or our friends influence us negatively, or are we going to choose how we are going to 
speak, think, and treat other people. And we truly are responsible for that energy. We can control some things that attribute to that energy, like sleeping and eating healthy. But there are a lot of other ways that we need to be responsible for our energy. And we are going to be talking about that today. And one thing that really sparked this episode was a TED Talk that a friend sent to me that I really loved. This TED Talk is about a woman named Jill Bolte-Taylor. Jill was a brain scientist at Harvard University studying the brain and its connection to reality. She grew up with a brother who has schizophrenia, and she really wanted to study mental illness and why some brains function so differently. Before we go further into this story, I think it's really important for us to understand the two sides of our brains and how they work so differently. The left side of our brain is all about doing. It performs all tasks that have to do with logic, the science, math, and reasoning side. The left side of the brain processes information that has to do with language, analytics, and memory storage. It's all about the little details of our lives. It pretty much does the to-do list for us without us even knowing it. The right side of the brain is way more about just being. It's all about being in the right here and right now. This side has everything to do with feelings. It helps perform tasks that have to do with creativity and arts. It does the emotional processing for us. This is where intuition comes into play and where the term free spirit would apply. Well, while deep into her career, at the young age of 37, Jill Bolte-Taylor suffered a stroke. She had a blood vessel erupt on the left side of her brain. She was able to witness her brain as it began to shut down. As a brain scientist, this process fascinated her, but within four hours, she lost all ability to speak, read, write, or have any memory of her past life. Since this stroke happened in her left side of her brain, it stopped functioning on that side completely. So she said it was like being an infant in a woman's body. She spoke of feeling the majesty of how expansive her spirit was. She felt at one with all of the energy around her. She was in total silence in this place in her brain. She was working solely off of her feelings and only being able to detect energy. You really should take a minute to watch her TED Talk and her interview on Oprah's Life Class. It's such a unique experience and perspective that really felt so spiritual and so amazing to listen to. And as always, we will post both of the links to those videos on the recommendations page on our website. It is definitely worth a few minutes of your time to check these out. What really impacted me about this story was how she described sensing others' presence. She didn't have memories of who they were or what they meant to her. She couldn't communicate in any capacity, but she could sense the energy that they came into the room with. She could feel their love and intention for her. She didn't even know their names or personal connection to her. When certain doctors came into the room, they felt incredibly cold to her. Those certain doctors didn't pay any attention to her. They only addressed the friends and family that were in the room, and that really made her feel like she didn't exist. When this happened, she wouldn't feel any amount of desire to show up for this doctor because they didn't show up for her and give her any notice, effort, or energy. Others, she felt love, positivity, and peace the minute they came into the room. She could feel their positive energy and the kind of person they were. 
This experience helped her coin her famous phrase, which is, you are responsible for the energy that you bring into a room. How powerful is that to understand? You are responsible for the energy that you bring into a room. This was super thought-provoking for me. It really made me want to evaluate the type of energy that I bring into a space. For example, let's say that you're having a great day and you're just chatting with a friend at school and another friend comes in like huffing and puffing. She's ticked and she's having a terrible day. She's just really grumpy and dumps all of her issues out on you. It leaves you feeling negative and unhappy, right? Or how about when your mom isn't in a great mood? Have you heard that famous phrase, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy? Well, this really made me think, I want to be the person when other people leave, they feel positive, uplifted, and happier, not someone who drains others. Don't you want to be someone who brings light to a room instead of anger and contention? I am responsible for my countenance, my vibe, my aura, energy, or whatever you want to call it. I can change the whole feeling of a room based on how I show up. I have the ability to become who I want and need to be so I can display this energy that I'd like to, naturally and authentically. I want you guys to know that this does not mean I'm saying you need to constantly be upbeat, positive, and a perfect person. There are life situations that we are 100% allowed to feel and to react to. There will be times of serious struggle, and you should feel comfortable to share those feelings with your loved ones and your friends. Our moods and energies will ebb and flow, and that's okay. That is life. It's okay to give our energy to loved ones, and it's okay for loved ones to give their positive energy to us when we need it. I think it's very helpful to think of energy like currency. There's only so much of it that you have in a given day, and you can give it away, you can keep it for yourself, or you can invest it into negative or positive things. There's a really great resource that we will link in our website. It's a video that we found on Facebook of a talk by Dandapani, and it's about energy vampires. And he talks about the different kinds of people that we surround ourselves with. There are three kinds of people when it comes to energy. There are uplifting people, neutral people, and not uplifting people. An easy way to understand what type of person you're dealing with is to think about how you feel after spending just five minutes with those type of people. So if you spend five minutes with an uplifting person, you feel great after you have a five-minute conversation with an uplifting person. You might think, oh, that was a great conversation, or oh, I just really like being around that person. A neutral person, after five minutes of spending time with them, you're going to come away feeling the same. If you spend five minutes with a non-uplifting person, you are going to feel exhausted. You feel like you have been drained. You may need to assess what is going on in their life to decide whether this is a situation that's happening all the time and it doesn't matter what's going on in their life, they're just constantly negative and constantly dragging you down or maybe they're just going through a hard time and they just really need your positive energy and they're just going to take up a little bit more of your energy for a while. But depending on the circumstance, that might be something you're able to give. But people who are negative and dragging you down constantly, whether their life is going great or not, you may need to assess what type of energy you're putting into those people. 
If you listen to episode 14, Choosing and Losing Friends, we talk a lot about choosing uplifting people to be around you so that you can build you up and help you want to be a better person. We also talked about when you have to deal with friends who aren't necessarily healthy for you. And I love what he says about how to do this. He talks about being affectionately detached. So we can still be kind, gentle, loving, and sincere, but we don't have to engage fully with them. It's a great example of how to be kind and how to be a good friend without necessarily giving all of your energy to somebody who is really negatively affecting you because your energy is important as well. You really need to treat energy like money. It is something that you only have a certain amount of in a given day. And whatever you invest in will grow. If you invest in something negative, it will grow and become more negative. If you invest in something positive, it will grow and become more positive. So not only are we responsible for the energy that we bring into a room, we are also responsible for the energy we allow around us. This is really big to understand because our happiness is in our own control And we are not necessarily seeking out happiness, but what we are doing is seeking positivity. And that positive energy creates more positivity. We can't control how others show up, but we can control how we let them affect us and how much time we spend with them or how much energy we give them. So I really want to talk about the ways that we can control and create that positive energy that we want to bring You know when you see someone else with such positivity and you just want to emulate that same thing, what are ways that you think that we can create that in our lives? So some ideas that come to mind are to spend time being quiet and thinking and processing. Another word for that would be to meditate. I know that word may sound a little weird and goofy, but... Meditation is just finding time to be still and try to still our thoughts as well. A time of meditation can be a time of prayer, absolutely. And next week, we are going to be talking about the importance of prayer and how to help to change your prayers to create more positivity. And I know we drill this one in you guys a lot, but I really think it's crazy important. It's gratitude. I know if we can focus our energy on gratitude, it will create so much positivity in our lives. Something both of us have been doing lately is having a journal with one line of gratitude or a moment that sparks joy, which is taking a moment to be grateful for that moment in our day. So that's a way that we've been looking for ways to be grateful. And it's really been fun to look for those moments and it helps us to look for the small things to be grateful for. The more you do it, the more you see it. It's kind of amazing how that works. I think it's really important to stop focusing so much on ourselves. It always makes me feel so much better when I give someone else genuine care and real attention. Another thing that creates positivity is allowing myself to grow. So spending some time to study a new topic or a new skill or a new positive way of thinking really helps bring positivity into my day. These things, if you practice them, will really start to grow your confidence. You will love who you are and who you are becoming, and that will naturally create that energy that you desire. But we also need to talk about the ways to let go of bad energy that we might have going on, right? So what might this look like? 
Well, we did talk already about the energy of the people around you, and we talked about that in our previous episodes. I definitely think that it's important to reallocate your energy between people who uplift you and those who don't. So find those people who do uplift you and spend more time and more energy with those people. And then also maybe decrease the amount of energy that you spend on negative people and and find ways to affectionately detach so you're not having your energy sucked dry. And maybe if you're holding like a big grudge or having a major issue with someone, I think it's really important to have a discussion with them about these hard feelings you're having. It really helps us get rid of bad energy if we forgive others, even when they don't ask for forgiveness or they might not even deserve it. That is actually something for us. It releases that from us. It, it really doesn't affect them. It only affects us the way we're thinking and feeling. I think, too, if you have some of those feelings with someone that you maybe can't discuss it with, that it's a really great opportunity to see a counselor and work through some feelings that you might be holding on to. There are a lot of experiences in our life that we may never have talked about that we would really benefit from if we talk to a professional who knows how to help us work through those feelings. One thing a counselor can really help us work through is letting go of things that we just cannot control. We cannot necessarily control our circumstances, but we can control our thoughts and choosing our judgments of other people. We can choose what to think. We can choose what type of energy we bring. Something that will really help control the negative energy is being aware of the type of media that we are allowing ourselves to see or to listen to. Music, movies, even social media, different things we follow and look at. We can so easily go through some of the people in our lives and think, oh, yeah, maybe I won't necessarily spend as much energy on that. But what an even easier way to figure out the things that you're seeing all the time. You can unfollow or mute things that you know are making you feel negative, that you know are taking away your energy. You're not even with them in the same room, but they are still sucking your energy from you and creating negativity that you don't even need to be a part of. It's so true. I want you guys to think of other ways that you can let go of that bad energy so it won't affect you anymore. We want to challenge you this week to figure out one thing you can do that will create some positive energy in your day. Whatever it is, we want you to write it down and put it somewhere that you can see it. Put it on a sticky note on your mirror, wherever you want, maybe in your car, and do that thing every day. We hope it'll create some momentum for some positivity for you. The coolest thing about all of this is that we can choose to be whoever we want to be. We can choose to create whatever energy we want to present by being the person that we want to become. If you are enjoying this podcast and finding value in it, we want to ask for your help. We don't always want to ask for reviews and ratings, but reviews on the podcast app are what help other teens to find us. We want to spread light and love and create the space for as many of you as we can. If you can take just a moment to give us a rating and a review right now, that would mean the world to us. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time on Becoming. Becoming.